Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Stylish Bride, the podcast dedicated to making sure you are dressed, styled, and down the aisle. I'm here today in Miami, and it's absolutely beautiful, and I couldn't be more thrilled to be sitting here with Catherine Millian, who is the owner of Chic Parisian Bridal Store down here. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for coming and visiting. We're excited to have you here and excited to hopefully give a little good information to you ladies today. Absolutely. Catherine and I have had the pleasure of meeting for years over bridal market shows, or at bridal market shows, and it's really great to see your beautiful store and experience it firsthand. Thank you. I'm glad you got to come in and see it because we do, you know, we get to see each other a couple times a year and I think it's kind of nice to put people into like their own context. So it's nice to have you here. Well, thank you. And today I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about Catherine's business because she is down here in Miami and her business and her store is a little bit different than what we find in New York. And we're also going to give you some tips on wedding dress shopping and how to make the most of your appointments and what you're doing. And, you know, I've talked about this many times before, but I really think it's always worth revisiting and getting different perspectives on because there's a lot of information to know. So we're going to jump right in. And why don't you tell us a little bit about the history of Chic Parisian? Okay. Well, I think it's important to note that we are a family business. We're actually coming up on our 50th anniversary in May. Yeah, it's a huge milestone. So my parents started the business together in 69 when they were in college as a custom house with one dress. I believe it was my aunt's wedding dress they had in the window when people would come in and they would make them, you know, custom made dresses. I think after the first seven years, they realized custom really wasn't where it was at for them. And being in Miami, there's a lot of Latins and a lot of seamstresses. So I think they just realized that wasn't the the direction they wanted to go in. And at that point is when they decided to go into retail, a little higher end retail. So at this point we are, we sell very high end labels and we have exclusivity on what we consider to be the best labels around the world. And you know, that's what we do. We service high end brides from out of the area, from South America. And that's what we do. We strive to just be here for whoever wants our services. Well, and what are you, tell me a little bit about what you're seeing. So I would imagine that the South American bride is a little bit different than the American, which is probably very different than the brides from New York. So tell us your, about your clientele a little bit. From our perspective, we have two different types of brides. We have the local girls, which local is a term I'm going to use lightly because there's not too many locals in Miami, but either people whose family lives here or they live here, that they have the luxury of time to shop. So they will come in for an appointment. They'll purchase a dress, which takes anywhere from six to eight months to come into the store. They'll come in for their fittings. And basically we are with them throughout a year process, a year, year and a half. It depends. And then we have our South American or Caribbean or our traveling bride that really the Chic Parisian has become a destination for them to shop. And they basically fly in for the week, pick a dress, something that we have readily available for immediate purchase alter it and take it with them within a few days. So it's a much quicker turnaround, but it's just the way they shop. It's a different culture. Some of them order, but they don't really understand that concept. For them, they come, they buy a dress and they take it as opposed to the reorder process. Well, I think what's interesting is that I'm seeing that not understanding that concept in American brides a lot more than we used to. So I think that with the internet, obviously what it is, and you can get just about anything delivered to you overnight. Tell me why... I mean, you obviously stock some dresses for these South American brides, but in your opinion, what makes the other set of dresses take so long? Well, it is a special order business, and that is hard for, I think, the girls now, the younger girls or people who are shopping for the wedding dresses now to understand because we are all about fast fashion. It is all about next day delivery and instant gratification. So while most of the bridal designers I carry are not custom-made dresses, they are special order dresses. So when we order a dress, they don't just have 
five size six dresses hanging there and ready to ship one. We take your measurements, which then fall into a size chart and we order it and it goes into a production line. A lot of these things are handmade. There's a lot of details that go into it. So that's why it takes a long time. They're not just hanging there ready to pack and ship. So everything is made to order, which is why it takes a longer period of time for it to get into the store. Gotcha. Okay. So with that said, then when you stock gowns, how do you pick them? Like, what are you selling most from that perspective? You know, it's really hard to say. The truth is I'm the one who picks most of the things that we buy in the store. And it's really, I buy based on like intuition and what I feel that someone's going to like. So you just really don't ever know. I don't usually stock more than one gown. Okay. You know, if someone comes in and needs to take that one, it takes me just as long to replace it as it does a customer. Right. Sometimes I can call in a favor and get something in three or four months, but when it's gone, it's gone. So- Do you like carry a range of sizing then? Or how do you decide that? It seems like it's such a risk. It is a risk. And you know, sometimes it's a calculated risk and sometimes it doesn't work out in my favor. So I will try to order anywhere. Most stock sizes are anywhere between eight and a 10, which is not a normal size eight or 10 FYI. It's just probably like a street size four or six. And I'll try to order my samples in different sizes at six, eights, tens, a couple twelves. I have a small selection of dresses in a little bit bigger sizes, 14s and 16s. Because like I said, those are not regular street sizes. So a bridal 14 is really like a street size, probably 10 realistically, and every designer is different. But I do have a small selection of a little bit bigger sizes because, you know, we do get a sexier girl who wants to show off her curves. Yeah. No, I think that that's true. And I think that I actually have talked about this before where I love that that trend is coming. I mean, you know, I'm of a different generation where you kind of hid everything possible. And I've always said, like, I haven't showed my knees since like 1986. So, but like, you know, I think that women today are just a lot more comfortable with their curves and with their body. And it's just wonderful to see. Yeah. I mean, we have, I definitely like you're in Miami now, you're going to see a lot of knees and other things that maybe you didn't sign up for, but we do have a traditional girl, but we have a lot of sexy girls too. Yeah, You know, we, this part of the country and this part of the world, people are tan and hot and sexy and spicy, and they do want to show it. It's amazing. Yeah. What percentage of your business is from South America? If I tell you that it used to be almost 70%, Mm -hmm. I'm not exaggerating. It has definitely changed. The statistics have changed in the last few years. We weren't getting quite as many tourists. I don't know what it is now, but it's probably close to like maybe 40 South American now and 60% locals. That's amazing. Yeah. And is it that they don't have anything of this caliber down in South America? Is that why they come here? Or I think it's a combination of things. I do believe that we have our destination for a lot of these families that we've been selling to their families for the past few generations. I also think that there's a lot more cachet to get on a plane and go shopping. Yeah than to just shop in your backyard. I, well, so, I certainly see that in New York, yeah, for sure. exactly. So I think that's a part of it as well. Yeah. And so when you have a bride that you know is coming in from Venezuela or whatever, what kind of tips do you give them in advance? Because they're going to be, you know, cash and carry, basically. Like, they want to take the dress with them. Like, what do you tell them to look out for? I think a lot of them know when they're traveling because their families have traveled and bought things. We do, a lot of the South American communities are very small even though the countries are big, but they all know each other. They're all shopping at the same time. You know, why we say getting married is contagious. So all their (laughs) friends are getting married. We definitely keep it exclusive. When they come in, we have a book that we archive what dress we sell to what country and what community so we don't resell it. We don't show it. We hide the dresses. We definitely ask people, like, do anybody else that you know getting married, give us their names. So we research that a little bit to make sure we're not showing the same dresses, the same merchandise. I think that's fantastic. They love it. You know, it's a nice perk for them. And it, you know, obviously there's other places in the country people can buy the dresses, right? but at least they know if their friends were coming to Miami and they're 
looking at a Monique Lulier, they don't have to worry about their friend buying the same dress they bought. That's it, awesome. Yeah. I actually think that that's a great service yeah. in general. I've had an app idea about that yeah. for a long time, but that's a different podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so then are they getting, in your opinion, I guess their choices when there's a quick turnaround are just a lot smaller. Not really. They have access to all everything I have in the store the same way if you were going to order it. Oh, they could buy the sample. Oh, yes. They buy off yeah. the rack. Oh, they okay. buy so whatever thinking, I have hanging in the store. Gotcha. Yeah. I was thinking that you had particular dresses that had never been worn or tried no, on. No, 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 no. They buy whatever I have hanging in the store. Oh, yes. gotcha. Okay. Yes. Well, that's going to be hard on your business as well, just because then what if it's your favorite or like top selling dress? You know, a lot of people say that. To me, it's actually a plus because it keeps my inventory fresh. Right. So, you know, there's... We have hundreds and hundreds of dresses. I never feel like I'm going to run out of a dress or right. like, oh, I don't have any, anything to show them. You know, if it's a favorite, I get on the phone and I do whatever I can do to replace it as soon as possible. Right. But we literally have hundreds of dresses. That's amazing. That's a possibility because they're, I mean, in New York, when I've had a lot of brides who actually hate their first wedding dress and mm-hmm. then meet me and they come and they buy another dress. And what we can look at is actually very limited. It depends a lot on how long we have, but you know, most stores won't sell. I know, I know, stock I know. And I talk to people around the country and I know that, but I think I would be limiting myself if I didn't sell the dresses I have hanging in the store. Yeah. Because if someone is here, Brazil, and they need to take a dress in four days. Right. You know. Well, let's hope she's a sample size too. I mean, my goodness. We but- make it work. My alterations department is magic. So we make it work. We make them smaller. We make them bigger. We make it work. And we've been doing this for a long time. So we definitely know how to service this bride who's traveling and needs to take it with her. We have it down to a science. That's awesome. Yeah. And then tell me about, you opened up an outlet next door. We did. We opened the Fine Bridal directly next door. We share a wall a few years ago. Basically, I mean, everything is off the rack, but it's all deeply discounted. 40, 50, 60% off. It's all designer dresses. And because these girls have to take them off the rack anyway, this gives people the ability, maybe who don't have the budget for a designer dress, to be able to get a designer dress at a little bit better price. And so how do you figure out what makes the cut to go there versus here? Everything comes through here first. Okay. Because the majority of dresses that have come through here, either it's discontinued or it's just a previous season and it hasn't been a great seller for us. But the truth of the matter is, and I've seen it happen dozens of times, it doesn't matter what a dress looks like, how old it is, what the price is. Eventually somebody comes in and that dress and that bride together are magic. So I would urge people to not shop at an outlet store because they don't want, because you just really never know what you're going to find. That's so interesting. Yeah. And I would imagine it's also, you know, when you're in the unfortunate situation of calling off your wedding and you have to decide what to do with your dress and you either forfeit your deposit and it ends up at the outlet. Correct. Or you pay for the whole thing and try to sell it on your own, which is a hard thing to do actually. And there are some new dresses and I do get dresses from other parts of the country, from other stores too. So we have a really nice selection in there. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. And it's such a great resource for brides who are on a quick turnaround for one reason or another, whether it's because they're traveling or because they hate their dress or something happens. We get that a lot too. I mean, we get a lot of people. Yeah. If you don't have a great alterations department, those dresses can go so wrong so fast. I say it all the time. I say anybody can sell a dress. It's all in the alterations. Anybody can sell you a dress. It is a hundred percent true. Agreed. I know. I've seen it too. I've seen it. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this information. I think it's really, really valuable. And all of you brides who are in this area and who want to travel in to a warm climate, please come visit Chic Parisian because it's a really beautiful store. I'm going to do some Insta stories and some video with it, with Catherine behind the scenes so you can see it, but it's really beautiful here. So I encourage you all to come in and thank you for being here today. Thanks, Julie. It was fun. So 
thanks to everyone. And as always, please find us on Instagram and ask your questions. If we've missed anything, you can find me at the stylish bride and you can find Catherine at chic Parisian on Insta. And the other thing to know on their Instagram is that they will answer all sorts of questions for you. So it's a great resource for brides to, you know, find out more information on the designers and dresses that they're interested in. So, and don't forget to subscribe to where you get your podcasts from. So you don't miss a tip on how to be dressed, styled, and down the aisle. Bye for now. 